Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, 
definitely a historic night we got. Definitely is. Like I said, like I said, the open. 20 years we've watched pretty much all of us in this podcast, you know, we kind of, it's funny to say this, it is, it's funny to say this, you know, we all grew up watching Kobe. That's so weird to say, right? Because you hear our parents and stuff say they grew up watching M- MJ and Dr. J and Larry Bird and all those guys. And now we're saying we grew up watching Kobe. And it was like we almost, we almost grew, we, we grew, while we were watching him, we were also growing with, growing with him at the same time as he was an 18-year-old coming out of Lower Marion High School. And, you know, that leads me off with the first uh, topic tonight. You know, he's playing his final game against the Utah Jazz. And the first topic I just want to talk about is, you know, what will you remember Kobe Bryant for? And since I'm just going by my my, my dashboard right now, I'm going to start off with Kurt, and then we're going to go to Angela and then Matt. Starting with Kurt, what will you remember Kobe being Bryant for? Oh, man. First of all, I remember where I was when he dropped 81 on the Toronto Raptors. One, because it wasn't that highly of a televised game. The, the Raptors were actually pretty horrible that season. And, you know, it's one of those things where you don't appreciate it because you can only go based off the highlights. But, I, you know, I remember, and this was a little bit before the time, you know, social media was really blowing up. You know, there wasn't Twitter and all that back then. So, you, know, you had to watch either NBA TV or the late-night sports center. And I remember, and I woke up the next morning in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and, I, you know, I'm hearing them talk about, you know, Kobe's 81-point performance. I'm like, what? I'm thinking, like, let's see. You know, I was like, it was just mind-boggling, and then I'm, you know, I'm, I actually had to uh, YouTube it today just just to see every shot Kobe made, and I, I mean, it, it was just unbelievable. I, I mean, not, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything, you know, to to rival that, so to speak, in in the NBA. It, it I don't think that I don't. I don't honestly think Wilt's 100-point record will ever be broken, but I don't think anybody mm-hmm. else will ever, you know, ever score the 80-plus points in a game. Kobe was just locked mm-hmm. in. I mean, he was just straight coming up, you know, like I, I, I can't even say Steph Curry style because, it, it, you know, there was no Steph Curry back then. He was just pulling up from any and everywhere and just draining them. Uh, another thing I will also remember as a Sixer fan is going up against him in the 2001 NBA Finals. Right. You know that that whole that whole Lakers, you know, three peat, and you know we fell victim to it. But you know, just the just the 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 war between Kobe and the Philly media, because you know he's the hometown kid and he's going up against his hometown team, and you know Lakers versus Sixers was, was already a great rivalry, and that just added to it. And you know, I I think that took his whole career when he came to Philly to a whole nother level, like the, the love hate relationship. And, you know, right. the, the thing, the thing I remember most about Kobe is, you know, the, 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 when he went from eight to 24 and the whole black Mamba thing came out and he just went from like being a, a, a great player to just being a, an absolute savage on the court. And just, you know, he really ramped up his game the second half of his career. I honestly think that, and I'm going to end with this. I honestly think, they should just 
retire both the number eight and the number twenty four jersey in honor of Kobe. I would have to agree with you on that one. They might have to definitely uh they might have to definitely retire both of those numbers and like you said, his eighty one point performance was pretty historical. Like you said, it wasn't televised like literally. It was only my favorite, was, on LA TV. My favorite My favorite dunk is the dunk of Kobe dunking on Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard's rookie season when the Lakers played the Orlando Magic. That has to be one of the nastiest facials I've ever seen, you know, a big man <laughs> receive from a – I mean, wow. He – I like, I want to YouTube it right now just, just to laugh because that was just – that was, like, savage. <laughs> Angela, uh, same thing. For you, what will you remember Kobe for? Kerry gave us a lot of good things, but what would you what will you remember the Black Mamba for? Oh, I will remember Kobe for showing up in my monthly issue of Teen Beat because he took Brandy to a senior prom. Uh, no, it's real. Like, <laughs> that did happen, by the way. He did take Brandy to his senior prom. He definitely um, did. I Listen, he's he's one of those generational players. Like he is mm-hmm. one of the you know fine NBA players of our generation that we all had the privilege of seeing him play, and we were kind of lucky that our generational player in uh, our market, Allen Iverson, we got to see them play against each other, and that made some from that made for some really good games. Right. As much as Kobe, like, used to kind of crap on Philly, as much as he did, and he did. No one can really deny that. And he used to wear T-shirts with pictures of himself on them. And as, as inflated as his <laughs> ego was, he kind of earned it because, he, again, he is a generational player. Like, he's one of those players mm-hmm. that you're going to look back on and be like, yo, Kobe Bryant, he's one of the best NBA players of that era. So, I mean, I'm happy that I got to see him play his entire career, that I was old enough and young enough to experience it all. But good for him. Yeah, he's retiring. I mean, I don't know. I can still kind of take my shots at him. Like, Kobe Bryant wears T-shirts with pictures of himself on them and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, that's just me. That's just my snarky nature. But to be honest with you, like, great great NBA player, like one of the best ones we'll see in our generation. But, yeah, me joking around and kind of being half serious at the same time, my uh, memory of him is when he took Brandy to his senior prom. (laughs) Brandy to his senior prom. I think we will all – yeah, I think – I remember that too. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember having the poster of that in the Team Beat episode, or the Team Beat Magazine that month, and they they made a really cute prom couple actually. <laughs> you she had like a, you're, taking a, you're taking it way back with this team. <laughs> I am taking it way back, man. Kobe plus Brandy forever. <laughs> Who would have known you would go to Lower Marion that year and you see Kobe just walking in with Brandy? You know that just was that's just that he just stole prom like automatic just just killed prom. Right there. Yeah, because um, that was right. That was right when the boy's mind came out too. She was hot pop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we are going way back right now, and, and all the younger people that are going to be listening to be like, "What are they talking about?" Team Beat. They have no stuff? idea what that. Is. No idea what that song is. And that's such a damn shame. <laughs> 
Matt, what will you remember Kobe for outside of uh, 81 points and Team Beat Magazine? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say first that I'm going to remember him for um, telling us that he's going to make us eat our hearts out. Um, that was definitely a stinger. Um, made me hate Kobe for many, many years. I'm not going to lie. Still not really <laughs> over that 2001 NBA Finals, um, that one definitely took it over the top. But, I mean, recently, like I said, within the past few years or so, I've definitely become appreciative of, of everything that he's offered to the game. Uh, those who know me best know that I hold Allen Iverson as the pinnacle of the NBA, just from personal fandom. But, I mean, just getting to see to watch, you know, another guy like Kobe Bryant, you know, do everything he did, become one of the top five greats of all time, you know, kind of usher, be that bridge between the Jordan era and the LeBron era, and just completely just, you know, put his name on the NBA. Uh, my favorite, favorite personal memories, maybe back in December, uh, getting, in, getting to see him uh, play live for his last game in Philadelphia, um, and just seeing how everything has come full circle in terms of his relationship with the fans here and um, you know, how he just ascended to be one of the all-time greats. Yeah, that game that you went to in December, the Sixers got there. Shockingly, the Sixers got their first victory of the year against Kobe returning. So kind of, uh, some, kind of some weird karma right there. Kobe comes in, Sixers get their first win. The young beats the old. Funny how that all pans out. My, oh, I remember Kobe for, I would have to say, I had to say, I had to say the oh, uh, definitely oh one in the finals that the way he just, him and Shaq just killed the Sixers, it just made me dislike that, dislike him more and more. And then how the Lakers would just, I'm just going to say in air quotes, say this, how they will always beat the Kings in the Western Conference Finals or the Blazers how they would just always beat them, and it just seemed like the game was kind of rigged a little bit. But, hey, we're not. that's a whole different story for a whole other day about games being rigged. But <laughs> that's what well, I Shout out to Tim Donahue. Yeah, exactly. Donahue, man. The game that, wasn't, that was a bad man. The game wasn't rigged. Was the, game, the game wasn't rigged. Allen just didn't have it in him to carry the team through, like, five more games. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, it's a, it's it's not a laughing matter. I mean, I don't really want to disrespect any of the other guys that were on that team. I'm not trying. Like, I know that I'm like usually a snarky, sarcastic asshole, and I get it. That's like my whole like thing. But I'm actually being serious. No, but right. I'm being honest about that. But that's like my. But, but you know, I'm not, when I say that Allen couldn't carry that, I'm I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just, you know, right. you go through that season and you look at that table, like, Allen carried them for so much, and they chipped in here and there. It just, he didn't have it in him anymore. Like, they, if you if you watched, if you even paid attention poorly to that game one in that NBA Finals that year, like, they, they killed themselves to go back and tie the game to get it into the overtime. And, you know, they they gave it all they had. They had nothing left after that first game. Yeah, him and Le- shockingly, well, Iverson's forty eight and fifteen. LeBron put up the same numbers against the Warriors, but I think they still lost game one. I sit my team on that one about the King about mm. King James. 
But um, also, my last memory, it, it actually just happened when I was in school at LaSalle, my history professor, since he's a, he's a Christian brother or whatever. He's part of the basketball team, so he does, like, the whole team prayer and stuff like that. So he always told us, he's always told us in class, like, somebody asked him a question, like, was it true that Kobe was going to come to LaSalle or some of that, something of that nature? And my history professor goes, yeah, that's actually a true story. That if Kobe didn't go to the NBA, he would go to LaSalle. So I thought that was always interesting in that. If Kobe never decided he wanted to take his talent to the NBA, he could have been a LaSalle explorer. And then, you know, he could have been in one of the great big five memories. And, you know, hang my head on that for right now. <laughs> As a LaSalle I, I completely understand why you'd be bitter about that. Because I would kind of look at that, too, and be like, damn, that could have been the superstar that was ours. Exactly. But at the same time, man. But at the same time, man, had the rider not stopped the team, he would have won the race. Yeah, that's true too. That's definitely true. And, and can, can I make an observation too? He had like one of those like whole like televised press conferences when he said, "I don't want to go to college, and I'm taking my talent to the NBA." And nothing was like there was no big stink made about that. And then when LeBron did it about going to Miami, it was, like, a huge, like, kerfuffle and, like, media spectacle. And I'll admit that I, like, fed into it, too, because I really don't like LeBron, but Kobe kind of did the thing, oh. did the same thing. Yeah, he did. Those are, those are yeah, very ten. different. Uh, very different, though. I mean, Kobe knew he was good enough to go to the NBA, so he said, I'm going. LeBron promised his own hometown a lot and then said, you know what, it's not working out. I'm leaving. It was like a bad break. Whereas Kobe had like a job promotion. So, I hold those But why do they both feel the need to, like, do press conferences? You know, you see it all over, like, professional sports. Like, when someone makes a move or someone makes, like, a decision or signs a contract, but there's not always a press conference. Like, well, that's actually, it, that's, I, think, I think that's more so the NBA and the media outlets that put those things together. Um Maybe not so much with Kobe in high school, but definitely with LeBron. I'm pretty sure that David Stern, the class that guy that he is, came to LeBron James and said, hey, let's go make some money out of this. So I I can't really compare those two. But Kobe still had an audience in 1996 when he was in the gym at Lowry Marion, and he said, I'm going to take my talent to the NBA. He still had a full auditorium of people at a local journalist and stuff. Because they had all been looking at him. Yeah, that's the thing. That he had an audience, so I guess he he earned it even at that time, even at seventeen years old. He, he no, I it, I no, I I get that, but I'm asking you, like, what's the difference between the two? And obviously, there really isn't that much difference between the two. I just think the circumstances behind everything is, is a lot different. Like I said, LeBron was looked at as a hero in Cleveland. And then he left. So the media stink came a little bit from that. And also, like I said, it was about a two-hour coverage for a 30-second speech, I think. Plus, they're not, just, they're not the same guy uh, professionally, I would say. So there's a lot of context that makes, makes the two very different. I would never say they're the same guy. I mean, Toby has his own nuances. And I think my opinion of LeBron is well documented in archives of this podcast. I think uh, LeBron is the incarnate of Narcissus, the man that was so blinded by his own reflection, he was consumed by it and drowned in it. 
And the only reason I think the only reason he went back to Cleveland was because he wanted to undo the massive PR nightmare that he incurred when he went to Miami in the first place. He got his ring, and then it was like, oh, now I'm going to try to fix my image. NBA is kind of like a rocky league. I agree yeah. with what you're saying. You know, plus, I mean, 1996 and 2010, the world was just very different. So things that were acceptable in 96, you know, definitely at least, 2010. But at least Kobe never made any apologies for who he was. And, and, and yeah. Kobe never... I think that's why Kobe's who he is, and that's why, you know, exactly. he's one of the most respected guys to play this game. A book. But but you pick, you said something great just now. You said Kobe never apologized who, for who he was, even when people called him arrogant and all that, especially Philadelphians. But what people fail to realize is that's a Philadelphia attitude. That is that is that right. is Philadelphia wrapped yeah. up in itself, and people don't realize it. it's like it's it's like that. That's who we are to the rest of the world, and we don't care. I'm I'm pretty sure you've all heard the song. We're from Philly. We're from Philly. Nobody likes us. We don't blink, blink, blink. You know, it's just just in our DNA. I mean, maybe it's whatever in the schoolgirl punch, or maybe it's laced in our cheese sticks. But you know, we we don't care what people think about us and our attitudes. And I mean, when you're a five-time NBA champion, an 18-time All-Star, and you know, you, I mean, you're probably the greatest player in the NBA, but you know, behind some guy named Jordan. I mean, I would have that attitude too. I mean, you, you, who? I mean, let, let's just honestly, let's just be real. How, how many players can you, besides Jordan, can you really put three or four players in front of Kobe career-wise? I mean, you well, can make heard. an argument, but you can make an argument, but you can't outright. You can, don't, and please don't say LeBron because I'm sorry, LeBron. No. LeBron has hey. not reached Ray Kobe. Allen. What? Ray Allen, I would definitely say. You would put Ray Allen ahead of Kobe Bryant. No, I I would put Ray Allen with Kobe Bryant. I think they kind of have one of those, like, Kentucky Derby horse race things where, like, one gets ahead of each other and then the other goes ahead. I think Ray Allen has one of the best outside shots that ever existed in basketball. That may be true, but that's like, but that's like saying you're gonna put Dirk Nowitzki with Carl Malone. You can't. You, I mean, they're, 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 they play this, they play the same position in a way, but you can't do that. I mean, they're two. There are there there are there are levels to greatness. I mean, people people like Kobe is legendary. That's why if you, the hashtag has been going around all day, legends live forever. I and I no, and I nobody said, really gives a no. damn if Ray Allen comes out of retirement or not. Like Kurt, Kobe Bryant. Kurt, I said it. I I said at the beginning of the show that Kobe is like one of the generational players, and I know his talent level. I'm just saying, I think Ray Allen is one of those. Talent-wise, that stood with him throughout their careers, and we've seen it. We've would, seen games. We've seen them play against each pick, other. I would pick Allen Iverson over Ray Allen. I'm sorry. I would, too, because I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan. But I also <laughs> think Ray Allen has I, – I, why are you laughing at me, man? You're making me no, unhappy. No, I'm actually laughing at the Warriors just really giving it to Memphis right now. That's what I'm laughing at. 
I'm not saying that Ray Allen is better than Allen Iverson. I just think like Ray Allen is one of those like his his outside shot, and he was lethal even in his old age. And that's kind of how he stood the test of time, I guess, with Kobe. Like, it's awesome to compare Allen Iverson to Kobe, but Kobe's career spanned so much longer than Allen's, and I wish his career went a little bit longer than it did. And it was just mm-hmm. like for this, that, and the third, and, and other reasons. But, you know, if you're going to compare Kobe to someone, compare Kobe to someone who was in the league as long as he was, and then that's Ray Allen. There are a couple other people, but I rather like if, if there's going to be one other person to put Kobe up against, and it might not be that easy of a competition, but at least you know the numbers would be some kind of comparable. That's all. And I'm, I'm glad done. that, and I'm glad that you know y'all touched y'all y'all touched on this topic because that's the next thing I'm going to ask, and it's more of all time. Where does Kobe rank all time? And I think. Matt, who did a fantastic job with his story earlier today. If y'all haven't read it, go check it out on com. Quick plugs. Uh, he did a fantastic job, I think, and I forgot which paragraph it was, but he does a great job saying, you know, Kobe, you know, when, when you talk about all-time ranks, you got to think about it. He played against many different players. He played against the Jordans, the Iversons, the LeBrons, and Steph Curry. Like, that's just crazy. He's played against all those guys through his career, and I thought that was great that Matt pointed that out. So when we look at all time about Kobe, where does he rank all time? Because I personally, like I, I think I said in the story, I, I, I say, you know, if we're doing a Mount Rushmore type of thing, he's like right behind Jordan. Jordan got six and Kobe got five, so he's got to go right next. He's got to go right, right next to him. Now, hopefully his final game he does better than Jordan, in Jordan's final game with the Withers, he only scored 15 against the Sixers. So hopefully Kobe does better than that tonight. Kobe has 15 but right now, so let's see. There we go. <laughs> already beat He's MJ. already done better. Yeah. <laughs> MJ also. MJ also. I mean, I would put like I said, I would put Kobe. I would put Kobe number two for all those reasons. Mm-hmm. But you can't, in my opinion, put him number one. You can't put him above Jordan because Jordan's finals record is unblemished. He's he's undefeated. And right. you know, at least for the next, at least for the next uh, couple of minutes, they still have the best record in NBA history, which is well on its way to being uh, broken because the the Grizzlies have, yeah, it's it, it's just not going to happen. But uh, you know, Jordan, you know him and him and Kobe, they were able to do something that most other great NBA players weren't you know, weren't able to accomplish. And that's be, you know, a, a walking enigma for the NBA. Some people can be great NBA players, but it takes special players to represent the NBA, if you know what I mean. Like, when you, when you, everybody knows who Jordan was. Everybody knows the name Kobe Bryant. You know, at the end of his career, everybody is going to know the name LeBron James. Like, those, those general, those, you know, those once-in-a-lifetime diamond-in-a-rough true, you know, true players – they don't come around that often, but like you know, like I said, I can't put him as similar and you know as similar as they are. You can't, put, in my opinion, you can't put Kobe ahead of Jordan, just you know based off his final record. Now, I mean, some will say, oh well, you know, Jordan's teams were a lot better. Let's not all let's not forget, you know, Jordan didn't always have success in the playoffs, especially early on. The Detroit Pistons and the Boston Celtics owned the Bulls early on. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't until that later half, you know, 
really in the 90s when, you know, they started raising hell in the league. I mean, it just seems like, I mean, Kobe, you know, whether it's team accolades or personal accolades, you know, he he's racked them up. But like I said, you know, most people don't like the, you know, so they don't like to base it just off championships, but championships plays a bigger role. And, you know, even the greats in the Hall of Famers will tell you, you're based off rings and whatever sport you play, you're based off championships. All right. Jordan has six, Kobe has five. I mean, there's one more. So, I mean, he's one Kobe. I mean, Jordan's one spot ahead of him. In my book. Great point. Uh, Kurt, I mean, Matt and Angela, your thoughts. See, I have a hard time with the championship thing, um, just because, especially with the Lakers. I mean, you can't deny that Shaquille O'Neal's presence kind of helped those first two, especially the old one when Shaq just completely dominated. Plus, I mean, then you have to go in the other technicalities with guys like Bill Russell. I mean, how Robert Ory has like hundred championship rings. But what I'll say about <laughs> him and his his all time ranking is that um I, I if you read the piece that I wrote, you'll know that I didn't actually answer the question because it's really hard right. to I mean, I've heard people debate if Colby's even the greatest Laker of all time. Um whoa, whoa, which whoa. I mean you <laughs> you got guys like Kareem and you got guys like Magic that kinda you know, bring question marks to that now. You know, that's not a question. I'm not going to, you know, completely answer that right now. What I will say is, I mean, you just look at his game, not only the numbers, but how how it looked. I mean, he has one of the Mm -hmm. best-looking jump shots of all time. That's one of my things about Steph Curry. I know he's a great shooter. He has an ugly shot. I'm just going to put it out there. But, I mean, Kobe just made the game look really well. Um and I just, you know, I definitely put him up there with MJ. I mean, I think that's almost a given at this point. Um, another issue I have is comparing across positions because I mean, you're not going to compare Kobe and Bill Russell or, you know, guys like that. But, you know, I would say in terms of, you know, the shooting guard, small forward, uh, he and MJ are the, are the pinnacle of the NBA and what the NBA has been for the past Ever pretty much. I'd agree with that. I agree with that, Angela. Get thought. I mean, he's definitely going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer in, you know, the Baseball Hall of Fame, and we're all going to welcome him with open arms into it. It's just, I don't know. My whole thing with him is he had that whole press conference to go to the NBA. He's he's kind of shit on Philly every chance he's gotten. He's had some really great career moments, and I respect him so much as a player, and I really, really do. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. I mean, I'm more excited to see Allen Iverson go in the Hall of Fame, which is happening this year. Hooray. I think we all Congratulations are. Congratulations to Kobe. Congratulations to Kobe on retiring, but that's what I'm more focused on. Yay, yay, yay. Yes, that will be a momentous time. That's the only momentous occasion has been for the Sixers this uh, this year. Iverson getting into the uh, uh, Hall of Fame, not the Sixers winning as they fell to the Bulls tonight, 115 to 105 tonight. That's your quick Sixers update for the rest of the season. Their season is over. 
But um, last uh, topic here on uh, tonight's pod is, you know, what will be Kobe's lasting impact on the game of basketball? Because, you know, we've seen what he's done since the age of, you know, 17, 18 years old. Spent 20 years playing. Got the ring. His competitive, his competitiveness is nobody can top it. His killer instinct, not any, not everybody has. That's one thing I criticize LeBron about. LeBron doesn't have the killer instinct to to, to put it to put to put a team on his back or to hit that shot to, to you know like Matt said like rip your heart out type of thing. Doesn't have it, and only Kobe has. So when we look at it, and we and I even forgot the Olympics, two Olympic gold medals in 08 and in twelve. So with that being said, you know. Starting with Matt, and we're going to go starting with Matt, Nail, and Curtis. Starting with Matt, what will be Kobe's lasting impact on the game of basketball? I think the first thing we have to look at is the fact that he's played 20 years. You know, that's, that's five mm-hmm. more than Jordan has played. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure, not sure. You know where LeBron will end up. He may end up around the 20 year mark, but the fact that you know you're playing 82 games, you're playing two or three times a week. You're running up the court, you know, at one point he's doing it for, you know, 45, 46 minutes. And, you right. know, I just think that the wear and tear on his body um, that is taken, I mean, there's some guys who can't even take 10 years, and he's done double yeah. that. So it just, I think his resiliency is going to be one of the things that we remember him for. Of course, you're going to remember him for his jump shot or remember him as being synonymous with, Los Angeles, but I think just the overall resiliency that he had, the things that you can't measure with statistics are going to be mm-hmm. Kobe's lasting legacy on the NBA. Definitely agree with that. Angela? Uh, I just think that he's one of those, like, it's it's weird because he – you know, made his announcement that he was going to go into the NBA so young. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to go down as one of those, like, NBA stars that was, like, an actual superstar and a celebrity first. There right. was so much buzz about him. You know, I mean, think about it. Like, there, Michael Jordan was a huge NBA star and celebrity. Uh, but but Kobe Bryant is up there too. Like there aren't really that. Like when you can think about like what NBA stars were also you know mega celebrities. There are very few of them. Mm-hmm. And Kobe just became one of those NBA mega celebrities at an early age because he was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go to college. I'm just going to go to the NBA. And he was one of the first mm-hmm. guys that did that. Yeah. So it kind uh, of catapulted him to a certain, yeah. yeah, it kind of catapulted him to a certain celebrity status, and he had the talent and the skill to back it up. Mhm. That's another great point. That's another great point because a lot of people, a lot of people that came out after Bryant in the latter years from high school haven't lived up to that same status. Star power, celebrity star power. A lot of guys haven't lived up to it. We all remember the Sebastian Telfair through the fire documentary. And we all saw how that it didn't end so well for a Telfair yeah, in his career. I, I think LeBron is literally the only other person. I mean, yep. you know, we had Nike yep. commercials with LeBron before he even took a single shot. But other than that, yeah, I completely <laughs> agree. He, Kobe was a star before he even before he even did anything. And that's that's definitely something that we remember for. 
Definitely. And Kurt, your thoughts? I mean, there's really nothing left to say. It's just, you're going to remember, well, this generation will remember Kobe for not only the game winners, not just the sneakers, not just the mm-hmm. pump fakes, the grins, the the sarcastic smiles, the standing on the, the announce table, the confetti, the countless rings. I mean, the, the list of what we will remember Kobe by will go on and on, but I'm just going to leave it with this. You're just going to remember the name, and the name will speak for itself. You, I mean, there will be stories we've all, you know, we've told stories tonight, but, and, you know, they're, they're just, they're recent memories now, but they will hold much more effects you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now where he has not dribbled a basketball on an NBA court. You know, at the conclusion of this, and that's why I was tweeting about it all week. I'm like, you know, today it's, it's, it's kind of odd that the Warriors are, you know, about to accomplish a major feat. And, you know, one of the greatest NBA players is playing his last game on the same day. It's almost like a an unofficial passing of the torch, closing of a, of a chapter of the NBA that, you know, with the exception of Dirk Nowitzki and, you know, Tim Duncan and Kevin Garnett, there aren't really there aren't really that many that, I mean those three that's it for that, that era of NBA basketball that they you know that right. classic Vince Carter. Right. And yeah, and you can't forget about Vince and you know, I mean you the the, the Iversons, the T Max, the mm-hmm. and, you know, just everybody. The Sean the Sean Marions and the, the Stephon Marbury's, all those the Steve Francis, all those guys, that classic area area of NBA basketball that we grew up watching and, you know, Kobe was like <clears throat> Kobe was like the head honcho. You know, once once Shaq once Shaq, you know, hung him up. And it's just like weird, like next year, just there's not going to be a Kobe in the NBA. There, you know, exactly. you don't see a 24, 24 jersey in purple and gold. It's just that the name speaks for itself. That that there will never be another Kobe Bryant. And you know, you can see that. You know, we always say that about the great, but he, like I said, it's once in a lifetime. Mhm. You're right, and you know, like you said, it's once in a lifetime, and it seems like. We have Jordan and we have Kobe and we have LeBron and now we're waiting for as we're going to be talking about in upcoming podcast, we're going to be waiting for to see in these next five years or so who's going to be that next guy after LeBron, who's going to pass that torch and be that guy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward as the NBA progresses because I'm glad you made that point. Like it is a passing of the torch and it is a different era of basketball that we are watching now than we were watching when we were growing up. And the fact of, like, you know, guys, you know, back these days, you know, superstars are kind of friendly on the court. Back when Iverson and Kobe and Ray Allen and Stephon, and Stephon Marbury, Steve Francis, those guys were friends off the court probably, but on the court, they wasn't showing no type of friendship. It was war on the court. And we saw guys throw haymakers back then as well. No, they, they did not care. You know, everybody was throwing fists back then. These days, nobody really ain't trying to get into this life, get into that life, unless you watch Celtics and Heat tonight, which they try to. But come on, it wasn't going, it wasn't going that far. But um, it's been a great discussion tonight. I really appreciate all of y'all coming on tonight to talk about uh, Kobe's career. It's been really special. Twenty years. We 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 won't forget what he's done. We won't forget him in the slam dunk contest as a rookie. 
We won't forget the McDonald's commercials, the Sprite commercials. I mean, the video game covers, NBA 2K10, and now he's going to be on 2K17. I mean, the list goes on and on. The sneakers, I mean, there's so much, you know, to say about this guy. And, you know, we'll see how he finishes up the rest of the game against Utah. It should be interesting to see. And it was, you know, be interesting what kind of ovation he gets at the end of the game. It's definitely uh, going to be special to see. And who knows what he does afterwards. I mean, Derek Jeter retired and opened up the Players' Tribune. So, all right. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what Kobe does <laughs> afterwards. I'm pretty sure he'll find his way in, into basketball somehow, some way. The Mamba will still be influencing basketball. I don't know what, but you never know. We'll see what he does. But uh, that's gonna wrap up the podcast here tonight. I'd like to thank everybody once again for tuning in. Or that will be tuning in. You can, as I said, you, if you miss it, you can check it out on blogtalkradio.com backslash total sports live, or you can check it out on the TuneIn Radio app. All you got to do is just search the TSO podcast on there, and it is that simple. Uh, we'll be back Sunday uh, talking. I don't know what we're going to talk about Sunday. Possibly Phillies, yeah. Possibly Phillies unless the Eagles do something outlandish or there's some kind of outlandish trade rumor, draft rumor. We ain't going to talk Sixers. We got we to gotta, we gotta hold off the Sixers until the summer, uh, at, least, at least until closer to draft time. We got to give ourselves a reprieve. From what from what we saw this season, hopefully better uh, things are on the way for that squad as uh, as well. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, everybody have a good one. Uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jovan Ten. Follow Total 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 Sports Live. Excuse me on Twitter at Total Sports Live. Uh, like the Facebook page. Check out all the good content on TotalSportsLive.com. A lot of great content. You got about you got about three days worth of Kobe content on there as well. Uh, but we're going to be hitting back to our regularly scheduled programming <laughs> right after Kobe, uh, Kobe plays his final game. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming of content that you always see on there as well. Make sure and you I just want to, not to cut you off, Jovan, but I just want to send a rest in peace shout out to Mr. Ed Snyder. Yes, can't forget about that. I totally forgot about the Flyers. Yes, rest in peace to Ed Snyder and the man that he was not only in hockey but influencing sports in general with the Sixers and the Eagles. Can't forget about that. And Flyers play, them, play on Thursday night until we get the Capitals. Go get game one and still game one. That is very key for the Fly guys as they play down in D.C. Um, but, yeah, follow Kurt on Twitter at cjenkins76ws. Follow Angela on Twitter at angemontone. And follow Matt on Twitter at mv underscore genesis. And make sure you follow and make sure you check out, before I leave, before we go, make sure you check out Kurt work, uh, NBA and Sixer stuff on NBA. Uh, full core is it full court radio dot com? Yeah. Yes. There you go. There you go. NBA. Make sure you check out Kurt work on NBA full court radio dot com. That's gonna wrap it up. Everybody have a great night. We'll talk to you guys again Sunday, same time, same place, eleven o'clock on Block Talk Radio. See you. Bye, everyone.